This is Strange Assembly episode 207, Thunderstone Quest. I'm Chris Stevenson, and here with me today is Brian Reese. Hello, everybody. We are here to talk about Thunderstone Quest, because apparently, Brian, you refused to accept my suggestion of calling it Thunderstone even more advanced-er, and I'm thoroughly offended <laughs> by that. You know what? I, I put in a good fight for it, but uh, eventually it was thrown out by the company, I'm sorry to say. I, uh, Zinzer! I'm going to find your yellow meeple and destroy it. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, there's there's been quite a little uh, yellow meeple trying to save the yellow meeple uh, <laughs> campaign going on. It's been pretty cool to watch. Yes, it, it followed shortly on the player campaign to please get rid of the meeples and give us miniatures. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, got rid of the meeples, put in the miniature, then, and then players started saying, save the yellow meeple. So this is Strange Assembly, your tabletop gaming podcast. You can check us out on the web at www.strangeassembly.com. And you can check out, at right now, right now at this particular second, being March 7th, when we're recording, surely not when you're listening to this, because it's not getting edited and put up tonight. The Thunderstone Quest Kickstarter is live, and goes through March twenty March 24th. Yep. So if it's after March 24th, one, you should listen to our episodes more quickly. That's what you get for lollygagging. And two, <laughs> yep. I guess you'll just have to wait for it to show up at retail. Yep, there you go. Okay, so why don't we assume that someone has no idea what Thunderstone was and briefly explain Thunderstone Quest from that perspective. All right. So originally designed by Mike Elliott back in 2009, I want to say, when it was first released. Thunderstone's a deck building game. After Dominion came out, there was a rush of ones out uh, afterwards. Thunderstone was one of those first ones out the gate. Did really well. Uh, had many expansions. Uh, had about a dozen expansions. It went through a second edition. Thunderstone Advanced, um, to players who, who are familiar with that name. That had several expansions in it as well. Like I said, to be, together, I think there was about 12 or so products that came out. Came out through about 2013, uh, and then went out of print. We, uh, we stopped making it, and then uh, about a year or so ago, maybe a little bit more than that, we started noticing, you know, there was a really big demand for Thunderstone out there. Players seemed excited to come back, so we started talking about a third edition. And uh, fast forward a year, and here's Thunderstone Quest. I've been lucky enough to be a lead developer on it, working with the whole company, but Mark Wooten is the uh, project lead, and he also did a lot of the design back for the previous Thunderstone as well, and the Thunderstone Advanced. And yeah, so here it comes. Fast forward, we got a Kickstarter going. It's got 16 days left. It's, uh, it's already funded, and now we're working on hitting out stretch goals. So... The original Thunderstone was pretty straightforward in, in concept, right? You took the, okay, we have a deck builder where you just work to make a better deck and change the two. We have a deck builder where you work to make a better deck of adventurers and fantasy things, and then you go into a dungeon and, and smash stuff. And Thunderstone Advance was 
pretty much the same thing, just tweaked and and upgraded a bit. But Thunderstone Quest seems to be more divergent from that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, as you mentioned, I probably should have mentioned that by uh, description. Uh, yeah, the theme of it is you know you're you're putting a party of heroes together, and then you're gonna take this party of heroes and going into a dungeon and and kill the monsters, take their treasure, take their XP, and highest total wins at the end of the game. Pretty standard D&D dungeon crawl fight. In Thunderstone Quest, what we've done is is basically, as you say, you know, Thunderstone Advanced, the second edition, was sort of an update, cleaning up some of the rules and whatnot. And, uh, you know, we wanted to take all the lessons that we had learned over these past eight years now since it originally came out in in designing and and graphical layouts and uh and and whatnot uh in order to bring out a new uh, a new version of thunderstone that not only paid tribune did did right by the original thunderstone but also was you know more modern more up to date you know you play some of the you know some of the olders is it's a little bit clunky some of the older deck building games and whatnot right there's been a lot of a lot of design design improvements over the past eight years and we're excited with what we've come up with here in thunderstone quest quest is in the the title one of the interesting thing things to me at least that th- this is doing differently is that the normal thunderstone would have just been essentially here are random dungeons you know you could pick what the selection of cards was if you wanted a a slightly different flavor but thunderstone quest actually if i'm understanding correctly has a series of quests that you are going on with essentially some sort of storyline that you're playing through yeah yeah i mean here at aeg we've certainly historically been known as a company that puts storyline into their games uh and we're definitely doing that with thunderstone as you mentioned in previous versions, uh, when the expansion come out, you would get a, a new section of cards, and you know it might have a pre-suggested setup or something. But basically, you just you put them in with the cards that you had, and then you did random setups. You can still absolutely do that in Thunderstone Quest. None of that's changed. It's going to come with randomizers to help facilitate that process. But they're going to come out in pre-made quests. That's where the name Thunderstone Quest comes from. And these quests will tell a story, right? It's going to be the story of one might be where you're fighting the Goblin King. And there'll be a story that goes along with it that tells what what it does. And it's going to come in episodes. There's going to be various episodes. And the episodes are each going to have pre-suggested setups. You know, we have playtests and we find our really good and fun setups. So if you don't want to go through the randomizing, you just want one that's already already done. It's going to have lots of pre-suggested setups. You just grab it, boom, you're ready to play. And there'll be a story mode that as you go through, you get to see and you get to follow the adventures and the heroes as they're going through the story. So, you know, I'm really excited. And as you say, you know, we really are working on injecting more story into this as AEG is, you know, always done with our games. There's two pledge levels and there's sort of the base and then there's the, I don't remember, champion or whatever it's called, which is the base plus two additional quests. So in the in the base, you get one quest and each quest has about 250 cards uh, in it and then at the champion level you get that quest and then you get two more do all three of those quests link together to to make in a bigger story or are they standalone no they do actually 
make a bigger story and I'm not going to, uh, you know, I got to be careful with spoiler alerts, but there are stories that intertwine and connect from one quest to, to the next. So while you might not always be using the same heroes and whatnot, right? Cause when the next quest comes out, it's going to come out with a bunch of cards and obviously you're going to want to play with those cards, right? So it might be new heroes that you're playing with, but it's going to be a common storyline sort of theme. You'll see it interweaved throughout all the quests. And then future quests will have their storyline as well. One of the things that everyone seems to absolutely love about Kickstarters is stretch goals. And you guys had, i you would know the details, actually, right? like the funding goal was 50. You had, what, probably 200 or so in the first day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it funded in like 10 minutes or something like that. And yeah, it, yeah we were up to something like that, like 200,000 by the end of the first day. And you, it seems to be doing something. You guys seem to be doing mostly, say, every every ten grand. There's another stretch goals, and most of the stretch goals are, you know, the addition of another hero or the addition of another monster group or the addition of a a clump of item, uh, item and weapon cards. But there's there's not a lot of advanced teasing of what the stretch goals are going to be. Is there anything you can say about? Any levels at which this will, the the stretch goals might might jump from just having oh here's one with uh with new cards to to some big additional thing of a fourth quest in the champion pledge or anything more radical. We're intentionally keeping the uh, the quest you know just focus on what the next one to come out with is actually I think one just uh, no we're on the verge of getting the next one at three hundred twenty thousand. When we do unlock the stretch goals for the extra cards, those are going to actually be formed into a quest that has a story as well. We are preparing a story for that. Actually, we are going to take the cards that you unlock, put those together into uh, a story that's combined into this for you. So yeah, so there is a fourth quest in there. Okay, so that fourth quest and all that unlocked stretch stuff, at least so far, or I think everything, that's in the the base level too. You don't have to like have the higher level version to get that, right? Correct. All the stretch goals come included in both the base and the champion version. So, if, uh, you know, sixty dollars is more in your price range. Uh, the adventurer does come with all the stretch goals, uh, including you know all the cards, and that presumably the rest of them get unlocked. We got the items and stuff coming up now for that second quest, and that'll be in both the adventure and the champion pledge level. I guess I'm, I'm partially thinking about other things, like like what other big things are they going to do? Because if I if I look on Kick Track, it's got that weird sort of thing where like right, it, it jumps out at the start, like a Kickstarter does, and then there's the the flat line with the expectation of of more cresting in right at the end. But they're they're currently projecting the project to end up at around six hundred eighty thousand dollars, and I'm just thinking that is an awful lot of every ten thousand dollars stretch goals. Like, so what are they going to do for all that? <laughs> Well, that's a uh, that's a wait and see. <laughs> that's we do have we do have more stuff planned. I, I guess that's one of those good problem to have situations. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Certainly better than having the reverse if none of the stretch goals getting unlocked, right? <laughs> <laughs> but we designed this whole fourth quest, and now we're never going to be able to print the cards. No, right? Exactly, right. But no, yep, it's looking like that's uh, that's not going to be a problem. And then yeah, we got we have more plan coming. Uh, as we continue, that number keeps going up. We're going to have more stretch goals. We've uh, we've unlocked 20 so far, so I'm pretty excited. 
Yes, 20 unlock stretch goals. Next next stretch goal, upgrade your arsenal 4. That that will not be the next stretch goal for anyone who's listening to this, but just just if you want to figure out exactly when Brian and I were were doing this. Yep, yeah, it'll probably be at least unlock 20 or 21 unlock uh, by the time this gets out. Let's get a little uh, nitty-gritty on this. One of the elements that has been in Thunderstone from the beginning is light. Mhm. It, it it used to be that light was kind of an alternative attack, right? When you were going into the darker parts of the dungeon, you it was more efficient to have light rather than attack, but you could make up for a lack of light by having lots of attack. Yeah. Thunderstone Quest, right, has some sort of board where you move around the board with light to, to sort of get to the monster that you want to attack. When When you guys were designing Thunderstone Quest... How did you think about light? Was, was light something that was always going to be in there, or was it a little bit of, oh, there's been some confusion about light? Do we keep it at all, or how did you guys approach that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, having years of seeing players' feedback on various forums, we had a pretty solid idea of what players' major feedbacks were, and light was certainly one of it. I don't think we were ever particularly happy in the end about how the light just sort of wound up being an attack substitute because i think it's got kind of a cool feel you go deeper into the dungeon you need more light so in this version of thunderstone we wanted to figure out if we could how we could integrate the light you know into a more interesting and, and integral part of the game rather than it just being a way to reduce the amount of attack you needed by two and so what uh, on this version of Thunderstone and Thunderstone Quest, uh, you're going to have uh, six rooms in your dungeon. People familiar with the old Thunderstone, it was three. It's now six. There's going to be two level one rooms, two level two rooms, two level three rooms. There's going to be a level one monster deck, two monster deck, and three monster deck. It works exactly how you expect, right? So the monsters at the level one are the easier, then the level two are harder, level three are harder. And then you move through the uh, you move through the dungeon. Each room has its own light requirement. As a typical number, it's 0, 1, and 2 for levels 1, 2, and 3. So even if you don't have any light, you should still be able to go and fight a couple of the weaker monsters. And then uh, as you uh, want to get deeper into the dungeon, that's where your meeple, your 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 yellow meeple slash mini moves you through the dungeon. And each room has a has a light requirement. And if you meet that light requirement, then you can move into that room. And if you don't, you don't. You do move through each room, so you wanted to go through a room that had, say, zero, and then the next room had one light, and then the next room had two light. To go all the way through that, it would require three light, right? Zero plus one plus two. So what it what it did was transform light from being just sort of this kind of mathy attack substitution, as it always was, into an actual restriction of how far you can go into the dungeon. We felt that it was definitely more thematic, felt more like it. We made sure that there's always going to be plenty of options, even if you're low on light, so you're not just shut out from the dungeon. But if you can get more light, then you can get deeper into the dungeon, you can fight the juicier monsters. Yeah, and the the different spots in the dungeon have effects of their own, depending on what room you're in, right? Yeah, yeah, the rooms themselves... We're going to have little dungeon tiles, and there's going to be six of them included in in each of these uh, quests that we've been talking about. So you're going to have plenty to play with. Each room has its own effects on them, and and its own unique, and you can mix and match them uh, as much as you want. But yeah, so some rooms might affect the monster's health a little bit. Maybe they give you a little bit more XP. Maybe they 
the monster does a little bit extra wounding. You know, maybe one room favors wizards while another room favors weapons or, you know, things like that. They all have sort of their, their own little unique effects. And with the combination of being able to change up the rooms in between games and then being able to change up the monsters that you use to, it makes a lot of combinations for a lot of gameplay. Now, in, in traditional Thunderstone, there was the, every turn you, you choose to either go into the dungeon and fight a monster or go to the village and basically buy stuff. I get the sense that Thunderstone Quest involves less turns of just buying stuff in the village, but how does that work in the game? It works similarly to how it did before, where you do go into the village. You are right that it's the village isn't quite it doesn't quite play the role. We we tried to make sure that, you know, this is a game about fighting monsters and stuff, right? So we wanted to make sure players pl- spent plenty of time in the dungeon fighting monsters. In some previous version of Thunderstone, you could sometimes just win in the village. But otherwise, it's going to be the same, right? You get a village turn or you get a dungeon turn. You get to choose. We do have some effects that might uh, let you actually go to both or maybe when you're in the dungeon, buy a card from the village, right? So it does help sort of mix a couple of those turns together. If you go to a dungeon room that lets you, say, buy a weapon as a effect after you kill the monster, that sort of combined a couple of rooms uh, or a couple turns there for you because we wanted to draw the emphasis on the dungeon. But we did uh, the village turn is still there just like it was before. Very similar. You go to the village. You can buy your cards. Uh, one of the new things with Thunderstone Quest now uh, so we have tokens. They're little one, uh, little wooden tokens that you can buy. They have a one-time effect, so you can buy them. They sit in front of you. They're not cards that go into your deck. Uh, so, for example, one of them is a torch. Uh, you can discard a torch for one light. Always handy in case you wind your, uh, find yourself with one or two lights short. So when you're in the village, you can pick up a couple torches. They just sit in front of you. They don't take up space in your deck. Anybody who plays a deck builder knows that that's really valuable. And then next time you go through the dungeon, uh, or, you know, you just keep it until you use it. It's like having an extra light in the bank. And then once you use it, you put it back in the pile, and uh, and you'll need to go pick up some more tokens. We worked at not only making the the dungeon not only more streamlined, as I feel the light sort of does, and it, it, it helps deal with some of the mathiness as the old, as the old uh, light had to deal with, but also more uh, dynamic. Uh, and we tried to do the same with the village, right? So now you have the options of the tokens and uh, and whatnot. And there's there's going to be some more more stuff that's uh, still on a wait and see thing, but we're developing and we're pretty excited about. In order to make both the village and the the dungeon parts of the game more dynamic and interesting, because that's always a good thing. I mean, who <laughs> what players don't want uh, more interesting uh, turns every turn they play, right? Dynamic and interesting. I like repetitive and boring. Thank you very much. I like monotonous. <laughs> that's the that's the that's the word I want. I like for when I describe a game as monotonous. <laughs> there you go. Thunderstone Quest. Monotonous. <laughs> nah. So we're we're pretty excited with the uh, with the new new options that we've put into the village and the new option we put into the dungeon. And you know we've talked about how we've. Uh, we've worked on the design side of the stuff, but we've made a lot of improvements uh, graphically over these last eight years. Cards today don't look like cards, you know, in any game back from, say, the 90s or even the mid 2000s. You know, graphic styles are always changing ways to ways to deliver information, uh, especially in graphical form. 
is always improving. So one example of this in the previous version of the game, a hero's attack value was always written on the card. So if a if a hero had uh, two physical attack, let's say, or two magic attack, it would say on it, plus two physical attack in letters in the text box. That's now a graphic icon. So it's much easier just to see at a glance how much attack value you have. You know, you spend less time on your turn picking up all your individual cards and looking at each one and making sure that that you've read the text off of each one in order, right? You're just like, oh, you know, that's got a two there. That's got a one. That's got a three. I've got six attack. Let's see what I can go get. Yeah, and you've got the attack values. Are those the, those are the numbers that they're the top left corner of the card? So when you fan it out, you can just add it up without doing anything else. Yep, yep, exactly. And I mean, there's still obviously going to be some text on cards, right? But this does help really clean up some of those turns where you know they would get a little bit bogged down in the math. Before we're really happy with how the new graphic interface of Thunderstone Quest also improves the games and not just not just the mechanics of it yeah you can see some of the the modern stuff like there are no borders anymore that's definitely a, a newer thing you you go back a while it used to be i think just coming as well of course you have to have a big huge border around the edge of your yep your trading card game cards or right because trading card games being where the you know the first real mass of of cards in in games was yep yep Step one, figure out what your border looks like. Step two, figure out what the rest of the card looks like. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of graphics, I noticed some of the heroes have little icons in the bottom left or right, like a little fire or some gray thing. I can't tell what it is from the pictures. What are those? Just go over the graphics here for anybody looking at home. So in the top left corner, as you already mentioned, you got your uh, physical and magical attack. And below that on a... Ba- like on a banner hanging from that, that's the skill. That's how much skill they have to use weapons. That's, you know, like their proficiency in using weapons. Uh, anybody familiar with the old Thunderstone? It works exactly the same as strength used to be called. You know, it's just another place where strength was confusing because strength and attack were different. So you got your skill there in the bottom left corner. That's the light. If uh, If the card provides any light, it'll show up in a little torch there. The bottom right corner, you got your gold cost. Okay. That little indicator there is how much card, uh, how much gold the card costs, and then your top right corner, uh, you have gold production. So if the card produces any gold, it'll be there. Two other quick icons in the bottom center, you have your victory points. If the car is worth any victory points at the end of the game, it'll show up there. And then in sort of like kind of the dead center, it's it's the center at the top of the text box. Heroes and monsters have a level. Because anybody who's not familiar with your uh, with Thunderstone, your heroes do level up and you can spend your experience points, which are your victory points in this version of Thunderstone. So you are investing your final game victory points, but you can level up your heroes into more powerful versions of them. There's three levels of each hero, uh, levels one, two and three. Uh, your deck starts out with just little level zero adventures waiting to become, you know, some mighty hero. I believe they have to go on a quest to kill giant rats to become a, a level one hero, right? Exactly. You can always spend experience points. So you can spend experience points equal to your level plus two. So as a lowly little adventure at a level zero, you could spend two experience points and turn them into any level one hero. Or... Uh, one of the uh, yeah, one of the dungeon rooms in every setup is called the wilderness. 
and it's got uh, some giant rats out in the in the wilderness that are you know relatively easy to kill, and they allow you to level up your adventures. Uh, it's another one of those ways where it helps streamline some of the turns. A lot of times you can go to the village and still on that same turn, then go into the wilderness, fight some rats, kill off a rat, and level up one of your adventures into a uh, into a more powerful hero. So maybe you wanted to do like a wizard strategy. So you go to the village, you buy a good spell, uh, and then you have your uh, you have uh, your effect that allows you to go into the wilderness, go fight a rat, fight a rat, kill it off, level up the adventure into the wizard that's available because there's always one of each class available uh, to purchase. And then boom, on that turn, you got the adventure out of your deck because when they level up, you get the the bad version that starts in your deck out of it, so you don't have to have draw that anymore. And then you put the more powerful level one wizard or whatever you bought into your discard pile. So you got both a wizard and a powerful spell. Again, it helps It helps keep the focus of Thunderstone sort of on, on where it should be, which is killing monsters and making your heroes better. Getting treasures, getting loot. All right. Thanks for coming on, Brian. That's uh, Thunderstone Quest. You can find it on Kickstarter now and through March 24th, 2017. But after you've done that, you can come visit us at www.strangeassembly.com. You can subscribe to the podcast there on iTunes or in the Google Play Store. If you uh, get the podcast on one of those services, we always appreciate it if you leave a rating or review. That helps other people find us. You can visit us at the usual social media sites as well. We are at Strange Assembly on Twitter and Facebook.com slash Strange Assembly. You can also reach me directly. I'm Chris at strangeassembly.com. I always like to hear your comments and feedback. But until then, for Brian Reese, I'm Chris Stevenson, and this is Strange Assembly. Never stop gaming.